everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Into the Borough podcast here on the Borough Reviews Network. My name is Jared, and joining me for this week's podcast to talk about some some horror. We got a lot of horror this week, but the guest joining me is Linda. Hi, guys. He's using the term loosely right now. I don't... Uh, <laughs> uh. Am I stretching? Am I stretching? You might be stretching just a little bit. Well, I mean, that's... it. We'll we'll get to it. I'll I'll yeah. explain. I'll explain myself. S- stick around because we're gonna review <laughs> Slacks, the uh, killer pants movie that you can go watch on Shutter. But we'll get we'll get into that later. But it just reminded me that I need to pull up a lot of things for that movie um, that I didn't do beforehand. Um, how's your week been, Linda? Um, it's it's been a week. Yeah. Uh, Lane got a car. And Ooh, it broke sucks. down as he was taking it out of the dealership. Now that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> How does that work? Did the dealership be like, uh, just I'm like, so hey. sorry? <laughs> uh, it like, sounds- Damn it, we expected him to get home first. Like- <laughs> right? Like you could have made it a little farther. Uh, no, uh, they, they said that they'll, they'll try to see if they can find a spare part for it and fix it for him and stuff, which is Good. pretty cool. Um, just raised a well, teeny tiny red flag on, on my end, but you know, Lane's the car guy. He, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> you let uh, him figure it out. Right. Uh, but you know, this week the weather's been freaking gorgeous. Except for the wind. It's a little windy, but it's warmer. This I'm warm. I'm getting my daily dose of that vitamin D. And you know, I'm I'm ready for my trip this weekend. I'm super stoked for my little vacation. But you know, yeah. yeah. Much deserved, much deserved. Thank you. I've got a lot going on this week. I've got to finish storyboarding. I've got a one page script to write. I've products got products to fix. Products <clears throat> to fix. Oh Jesus, the products. Sorry, all of those people who <laughs> <laughs> who participated in that um, giveaway? I I'm truly just astounded by um, by okay okay. So let me go back to the beginning. So when we began this whole process of this giveaway, we decided that we were going to like have like a digital screen printing company like locally, like do some like do some cool stuff for the giveaway and for like any new staff members that are on board and I was going to send them like little like employee gift boxes. Not that anyone's really an employee, but you know, just team. And so I, uh, so I did that and I reached out to them and they were supposed to have the stuff done like two weeks ago. And then they're like, Oh, sorry. Like we, we haven't gotten around to it. Like we'll get on it and we'll finish it this weekend. Um, it looks like shit. Uh, they aren't good. I will not be <laughs> going back there. I'm not going to name, I'm not going to name names, but I'm just going to say this, that, um, I will do it myself. So I got a cricket and we are going to try and work on some of that stuff today. That way we can get the giveaway sent out to Jennifer, AKA your mom. Uh, we yeah. got to get that. We got to get that sent out. So. Oh, by the way, she wants to know why I haven't watched Kiss the Girls. She's finally caught up on all of our podcasts, but that that uh, news seemed to stun her a little. Mm. Yeah. Um, I guess there's not really a reason. Uh, just, my mommy says to do it. Mm. I might have to listen to that 
Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but yeah, that that was my week. And then, yeah, I've got a music video to shoot next weekend while you're relaxing and vacaying. Oh, yeah. So I've got to do all the regular pe- preparations for that, which includes like a shit ton of work and storyboarding. And we've done most of it, but I need, I need to actually utilize a cardboard, um, a, you know, a giant cardboard thing over there that I have for storyboarding. Cause unlike regular people, I don't storyboard by stenciling anything. I storyboard by just getting some general frame compositions and, um, because I can't draw. That's really that's really why I can't Aww. draw. So I get general frame compositions, and we'll we'll see how it works from there. But uh, I've got all that work to do. Oh, mm-hmm. oh! I also found out this week that I can get the vaccine. Ooh! So I reading? am getting my vaccine sometime this week. Oh, that's exciting! Yeah, I'm super stoked to get vaccinated. They're all like, yeah, we don't really care about this guy over here. He's kind of a dick. And also, he works from home. What does he do? He doesn't need anything. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I work in the food industry. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, it's kind of a necessity for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that I'm permanently remote, though, as an employee where I work, uh, just because they're starting to do a hybrid Um like a hybrid like workstation situation. So I know that they're going to bring some people back to the office and then they're going to leave others at home. And then some people are going to have the option to go on like three, three or, you know, two or three days a week, which I mean, why do I have this set up here? If I'm only using it two times a week, like get it out of my space. Like, you know? Yeah. My sister-in-law works there too. And she prefers to just work from home. And then I know someone. I don't. You don't? No, I like it for convenience, but once my schedule changes to the to the 10:45 consistently permanently, like I'm going to like getting up and going into work. Right now I prefer working from home because 8:30 in the morning I just I can't I can't hang with early times. But anyway, what were you saying? Uh well, she likes it cuz she's got, you know, all of her pets are there and, you know, she can't bring them to work obviously. So, I think she just kind of prefers it, but I also have another friend that works there and she she kind of has to work in the building because mm-hmm. she lives out in the country, so it's really hard to get like decent Wi-Fi out there. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, whatever works for you, Jared. It's a I mean, preference. Yeah, it's a preference. Whatever's well, most comfortable and most convenient for you. Thank you. I need to be reminded that sometimes. Um, well, there you go. <laughs> all right, everyone. Um, I think we are going to transition to the news. I did watch Falcon and Winter Soldier, but uh, we're not going to. We're not going to talk about it this episode, surprisingly. Sorry. So we'll recap it at the end. That's no, that I didn't want to do it anyway. Um, I will say that I watched, so I watched the episode and I was like, eh. And then I watched uh, a Watch Mojo thing that was like 10 things you missed, like in Falcon and Winter Soldier. And after watching the Watch Mojo section, I'm super like pumped for it. But like before that, just based on the episode alone, I got to be honest, I'm not feeling it. Um, Uh-oh. at least then now I am, now I am feeling it. 
but like I there's I didn't read any of the comics so like I have a huge blind spot when it comes to things so you know there are references to things from the comics and I'm like oh that's cool but like I had no idea what it was so until I found out what it was you know like it was it just felt bland but anyway that's a small recap we will do a um maybe a series like finale review of it um just to wrap up our thoughts it's only a six week thing so uh, we've got just a few more weeks left and then it's going to be over. But uh, we've got some news to talk about, some Oscars that are happening. We have got um, some Texas Chainsaw news, which um, honestly is really interesting to me, but it's kind of what's happening with all of the horror reboots right now. So I'm not really surprised. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to review Slacks. So that's the show light up for today. Stick around and we will be right back. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. And Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your first recording. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. We use Buzzsprout and contest that it is a cakewalk compared to some of the other hosting platforms that we've used. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. So what are you waiting for? Grab your gear that you already have, and then find a quiet space to record and talk about all your favorite things. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. We can't wait to hear your passion. And now for your last week's news update. The Oscar telecast will air live on abc at 8 p.m eastern time and 5 p.m central time on sunday april 25th and this past week we got a look at the nominations david fincher's mank led the pack with 10 nominations as the 93rd oscars were announced last monday morning there were a few surprises in a year which the film industry was rocked by the global coronavirus pandemic, which has disrupted moviegoing worldwide and thrown into question the future of the theatrical experience. The Best Director category made history with the inclusion of two female directors, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland and Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. They became only the sixth and seventh woman to compete in the category. Netflix scored 35 nominations overall, coming close to, but not surpassing, a record held by United Artists, which landed 45 in 1941. Amazon also showed muscle, with 12 nominations total, including Garrett Bradley's documentary Time, a documentary it picked up out of Sundance. In a year that also saw the nation face its most dramatic reckoning in decades, Monday's nominations offered the kind of diversity that has been long absent. Chris Evangelista of Slash Film writes, New Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie is a direct sequel featuring Old Man Leatherface. There's a New Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie on the way, and now we have some more details courtesy of producer Fede Alvarez. We already suspected the film was going to be more of a sequel than a reboot, and Alvarez has confirmed that. 
In his words, the new movie is a direct sequel and will feature Old Man Leatherface. It certainly looks like he wasn't kidding, because now it's been confirmed that Sally Hardesty, the final girl from the original film, is back for the new entry. Unfortunately, original Sally actress Marilyn Burns died in 2014, so the role had to be recast. And it was. Bloody Disgusting broke the news that Olwen Foraway, who appeared in Mandy and Sea Fever, is playing Sally Hardesty in the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. The film will officially be called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. As Alvarez put it, it is a direct sequel, and it is the same character, it is Old Man Leatherface, everything is classic, old school gags, a lot of the approach that we had for Evil Dead, never visual effects, to do everything on camera. It's very old school approach to filmmaking, vintage lenses, it's very similar to the original film. The new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie is directed by David Blue Garcia and also stars Elsie Fisher, Sarah Riarkin, Jacob Lattimore, and Mo Dunford. There is no official release date just yet, but the poster indicates it's expected to arrive sometime this year. James White of Empire Magazine writes, More Game of Thrones spin-offs in development. The expansion of Game of Thrones universe continues a space as HBO looks to keep the Golden Goose honking. With one prequel, House of the Dragon, already shooting, and Duncan Egg in development, the cable channel has not one but three others now in various early stages. Nine Voyages, Flea Bottom, and 10,000 Ships are three of the new Game of Thrones titles in development. Will any of them make it to screens? Well, that remains to be seen. And that concludes your last week's news update. If you would like to support the Borough Reviews or the Into the Borough podcast, please consider subscribing to our Patreon campaign. Our Patreon offers four distinct memberships. Candyman, a $1 a month tier to show your general support for what we do. It follows, a $2 a month tier that will grant you early access to our videos before they release on YouTube. Hereditary, a $5 a month tier with exclusive podcast discussions and member-only polls so you control what content we focus on each month. And finally, Trick or Treat, a $10 a month tier where you'll get exclusive videos, behind-the-scene content, and all of the other tier perks combined. During these times, it is crucial for us to remain stable, and with your help, we can get there. Head over to patreon.com slash Reviews to sign up. The Borough Reviews, your movie refuge. Alright everyone, welcome back from the break. Let's dive into that Texas Chainsaw Massacre news. So, earlier on this week... This past week, I should say, we learned that the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie is a direct sequel featuring Old Man Leatherface. That was the those were the headlines, Linda. Um, so it's a reboot. It's a soft reboot. We're just picking up directly <clears throat> from the first one. Um, I we've seen this approach now how many times? Like many, many times. Um, we've seen it with Terminator. We've seen it with. Um, Halloween, you know, I mean, just all these different franchises, like Aliens gotten so close to doing this exact thing. Um, 
So like when you hear that it's a direct sequel picking up like right after the first one with old man Leatherface, like what, what just based off of that headline alone, what do you feel? Um, honestly, I think the, uh, the soft reboot where they just kind of make a new film and make it a direct sequel to the original completely trash all the other sequels. I like it. Especially, okay, when it comes to horror movie franchises, Halloween and Texas Chainsaw Massacre were never really in my top spots because of those sequels. I don't mind it if there's a lot of sequels in the horror franchise, if there's a consistent storyline. With Halloween and Texas Chainsaw, they go so far off the rails. It's so inconsistent and blurry. Like, at one point, Halloween was a cult. Mm. And then, you know, there's Season of the Witch, which wasn't even like a Michael Myers movie. So I like with these two movies that have gone so far off on their own content. I like that they're giving them these approaches to give you just something new to follow. And it worked for Halloween. So I'm I personally feel fairly confident that it'll work for this one as well. Mm-hmm. Um as for the old man leather face, <laughs> I have no doubt that if you're like a psycho, you never lose that desire to be a psycho. It's just when you're old, I feel like you would kind of lack the energy to be a psycho, but you know, maybe I know it's like, it's my, like, it's in the new, like Halloween, like Halloween 2018. I'm like, Michael, why are you, why are you doing this? Right, like, Buddy, how do you have the energy to do this? <laughs> yeah, like, I know. I aren't like. You I, don't tired? Have the, I don't have the energy now to do that. Exactly. Like, come on. Like, um, I want what they have. <laughs> I know. Give, give me whatever they have without the killing thing. Right. Without the killing thing. Uh, <laughs> um, but we're also going to bring back Sally, the original like survivor. Um, you know, one of the most recognizable final girls. You know, in the genre, really. And so um, Mandy and Sea Fever actress Olwen Foray is tackling the role. I don't know if I said that last name right, but that's what it is. (laughs) I think Um, if you've been listening to us long enough, you know, we try. We try so hard. If we don't get it, don't judge us. I think it's Foray. I do. I do think it's Foray. Confidence. Um. Oh, oh, here. Let me let me Google it. How about that? Oh. Um, okay. How I should start doing that. <laughs> Hold on. I did. I said it right. Olwen Fuere. Hey! Yeah, it was. Jared. That's impressive. Um, impressive. Okay. Well, uh, bloody disgusting broke that news that she would be um, cast as Sally from the original film. So here's what director Fede Alvarez said about it. It's a direct sequel and it's the same character. It's old man, Leatherface. Everything is classic old school gags. A lot of the approach that we had with evil dead, never VFX to do everything on camera. It's very old school approach to filmmaking vintage lenses, uh, very similar to the original film. Now that's cool. I like that. Some vintage lenses, no visual effects, hardly like, and, and keep in mind you and I both really like the, the evil dead, like the newest evil dead movie. It's so good. And so when, when you have this director that, that worked on that movie and he's talking like this for this movie, I'm, 
you know, I have all the faith in the world on this project. And if you would have told me that, um, you know, we were getting a new Texas Chainsaw movie and, and it was supposed to be the best thing in the world. And like, um, but we didn't have any of the information that we have now about plot details, about casting, about any, you know, um, any like reboot or sequel to the first, I would have been like, Oh shit, here we go again. Like, <laughs> you know, like what is it this time? 4d Texas chainsaw. Well, that's how I was when we were talking about the poster, when the person, yeah. when, yeah, when the poster first got released, you're like, what do you think? And I was like, it's another freaking Texas chainsaw movie. How do you yeah. think I feel? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, like as a wannabe filmmaker, as a horror movie fan, no matter the horror movie, good or bad, I always give them mad props, mad respect if they always go away from the special effects, like using more practical stuff, Mm. you know, it just always works better. It does. It's so nice. It looks so much nicer and it it takes a lot of talent too. And so it's just... When you when you can tell all the time and effort that's been put into it, it it makes that movie that much more special. Mm. It does. Um, I was seeing if there was anything else in there, but I don't think so. Um, let's see. So yeah, you have Fede Alvarez producing. You have David Blue Garcia who is directing the movie, and. You also have um, <laughs> this cast. You have Elsie Fisher. You have Sarah Yarkin. You have Jacob Lattimore and Mo Dunford. Um, so that's an interesting mix of people. In fact, yeah, let me. You sound familiar. What? Which one? Elsie. Fi- oh, she- oh, oh my yeah. God. She was yeah. Agnes in Despicable Me. Yes. Um, she's, uh, did you ever watch eighth grade? One of my favorite movies from 2018. Uh, I never did. And she is oh my God, amazing. She was, I never put that together. But yeah, no, I mean, but you have her and then you have Jacob Lattimore. Like what, what is going on? I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand what they're doing. I um, don't really know either. I'm okay with it. It's. It's, it's good. Um, yeah, I just remember uh, Jacob Lattimore from um, The Maze Runner. That's probably his most recognizable role. What else has he been in? Like a boss. Yeah, a few okay. other like random things. But um, yeah. Okay, well, that is the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. So interesting. Yeah, yeah it. I'm I'm curious to know you know, what this ends up looking like, but vintage lenses, yeah. old man, Leatherface, bringing back Sally. Sure. Oh, I'm did down. you notice that there's someone else casted as Sally Hardesty? Hmm. I didn't look at the, I guess I didn't look hard enough. Alice, um, I can, Alice Cridge, Cridge. Let me see where at. I'm not seeing that. Uh, I saw it on IMDb. She was like top casted. Oh. Yeah. I'm trying to see. She looks so familiar. I'm trying to see where I would recognize her. Oh my God. She was the mom in the little vampire. She was mom vampire. Mm. And she was in Silent Hill and Sleepwalkers. 
That's so interesting. Why is she casted as Sally Hardesty? Well, I'm thinking that they're probably going to be doing some additional coverage in the film, like um, maybe picking up right after, like right after that happened. Um, You know, when she's on the truck, I don't think that we'll go to that particular scene, but I wouldn't be surprised if we, if we like get her like with the, you know, obviously she's fucking covered in blood. Right. And all of her friends are dead. So she's going to get pulled in for questioning and like, and I have a feeling that we're going to pick up somewhere around there um, where maybe we'll get like a, like an open investigation into this because I mean, you remember like the, it's always had this like undertone of like, Ooh, like true story. Like, you know, I mean the footage of the, the police, you know, and, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies, you know, discovering the scene and like, so you, you have that layer to it. So maybe they're going to push it in a more detective route. Also what I just realized too, we have saw coming out. We have spiral coming out later this year in May. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I completely forgot about it. I did too. I did too. Until just right that second when I was talking about cops and killers and like, you know, but um, yeah, so that is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, and I I found one more like little callback to the original movie. Apparently, they're gonna have another character in a wheelchair. Mm. So that'll be that Leatherface. Um, hopefully, they do that really character a little to, bit more justice. Yeah, hopefully they make the character a little bit more likable. I am so sorry, but Franklin was kind of an ass in that movie. Yeah, I didn't like Franklin. Gonna be honest, didn't like him. Like he was. Oh my gosh, he just, he was kind of a, he was kind of a dick, guys. Like, he let's was be dick. real, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let's move on to the Oscar nominations now. Um, so the Oscars, when are they? Well, the Oscars are going to be on air on ABS, uh, or ABS, ABC, Jesus. Uh, the Oscars No, you're telecast. Alphabet, Jared. <laughs> The Oscar, how hard is it, Jerry? How hard is it? Um, The Oscars telecast will air live on ABC at 8 p.m. and Eastern Time, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Sunday, April 25th. So we're still about a month out. But they are going to be doing a live telecast from two different places. So in a departure from a traditional year where we, you know, film at the Dolby Theater, Part of it's going to be filmed at the Dolby Theater, and the other part's going to be held at Los Angeles Union Station. Don't know how that's going to work, because you have all these people that are going to be trying to go places. I don't know if they're incorporating like live like audience like reactions to things or like having the audience like open up the little envelopes don't think that that'll happen but like if they were doing something like that a little bit more interactive a which she would have done that any other year uh b um should we really be like should we really be like out in public like encouraging that i don't know anyway right you doing different locations on something that where it's not necessary yeah, I I don't know about it, um, but they're they're gonna do what they're gonna do. The Academy. So let's talk about kind of what's leading in nominations. And currently, Mank um, is leading with ten nominations. Uh, ten. Yeah. That is something I didn't expect. I'm gonna be quite honest. I thought all of the momentum, just from all of these other different you know award shows, the Spirit Awards. You know, you have the golden globes. Like I thought that Nomadland was picking up Hellestine 
And I thought that Nomadland would get to that point where it would be leading in nominations, but it's not, it's Mank. Uh, and I guess this just goes to show you that Hollywood loves talking about Hollywood, basking in old Hollywood. And like, um, it's, it's a good movie, but it, I I don't know about 10 nominations. You know what I mean? Um, but for best picture, we have the father Judas and the black Messiah, which I'm really sad. I didn't get around to seeing either of them. We have Mank. We have Minari. We have Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of Chicago 7. Um, gotta be quite honest here, just because Mank's leading in so many categories, I have a feeling that Mank might pull out a win here. And if it doesn't, I would imagine that it's either going to go to Nomadland or The Trial of Chicago 7. But how do you feel about the Best Picture nominees? Uh. In my some of the the pictures that I see on here were pretty predict like predictable. Yeah. Uh, Promising young woman. I have not watched it yet, but I've seen so many good things about it. And from one I have seen, I've seen a lot of trailers and clips from it. I've really wanted to watch it, and having it actually have like a few spots on the Oscar nominations only makes me want to watch it even more. Like yeah. it, lo- it looks so good. It. It does. Um, And I must say that, yeah, there's been a lot of talk about it. And it's something that I've been kind of holding off. But I should probably just I probably should just get on it. Um, For best actor, we have Riz Ahmed for The Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, um, Anthony Hopkins in The Father, and then Gary Oldman for Mank and Stephen Yun for Minari. Uh, I'm really happy to see Stephen Yun get his nomination. Um, I haven't seen Minari yet, but I, it's still like, it's still high up in my priorities once it actually releases to, you know, to watch it. Um, I was so excited for that movie just based on the trailers. Uh, it was that and Nomadland were my two movies from last year that I just didn't get around to watching that I really wanted to. I got Nomadland. I just need Minari. Um, I really should watch more than what I did, but honestly, it's, been kind of a hard year to keep up with everything as surprising as that sounds i know you're you're probably thinking well you've been you've been at home what have you been doing all all year like well working working yeah and working two jobs so that's that's that that's why for i don't think anyone's <laughs> asking that but you know i get defensive um <laughs> jared's ready to get spicy on whoever dares challenge him i know so best actress we have viola davis for black bottom we have andre day for united states versus billy holiday you have vanessa kirby for pieces of a woman um you have francis mcdormand for nomad land and carrie mulligan for promising young woman um best actress in a supporting role now this, this is the category, Linda, because you know who got nominated? I saw it and I was super stoked. I was super stoked too. So you have Maria um, Baklova for Borat. You have Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy. Um, you have Olivia Coleman for The Father, Amanda Seafried for Mank, which is what we were hoping for all along. Um, glad to see her get nominated. I don't think she's going to win, but... Um, you know, it was an honor just to see her be nominated. I know. Um, and then you have Young Yoon Jung for Minari. So, um, and from what I see, like she's magnificent in that movie, um, just based off the trailers and how everyone's talking about it. So good for all of them. 
Um, Best Actor in a Supporting Role, you have Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami, Paul Ratchie for The Sound of Metal, and then Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. So this is interesting. This caused a quite a conundrum for everyone on Twitter because um, both Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield are technically leads and Judas and the Black Messiah. And and by the way, by the way, they were the producers had campaigned for them to be in the leading, at least one of them in the leading role. So why they were both put in the supporting role is super strange. But that I mean that really caused some some issues. I remember um Lakeith Stanfield posting on his Instagram or maybe it was Twitter and he was like I don't know what the fuck's going on either. And that was all he said. Like he was like, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know why that happened, but apparently like people were pushing for Lakeith Stanfield to be like, at least the person that was in the, in the actual best actor category. I don't know. But, um, for best director, which is the last big category that I think we should go through. Um, you have Thomas Vinterberg for another round. Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman. By the way, um, first time director, female director, first feature film is nominated. Big deal. Um, big deal for her. So uh, then you also have David Fincher for Mank, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, and Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Um, I, I, this is kind of up in the air for me because I either... No, actually, it's not. It's a it's a shoot. It's going to be Chloe Zhao. Yeah, it will be. Um, just based off of the amount of like work that she had to do for Nomadland. Um, when you like look at all the rest of the categories in that category, do you think that like out of the stuff that you've seen or the stuff that you've heard about that were actually um, nominating the people that should be nominated? Do you think there was any snubs or anything like that this <clears throat> year that you kind of thought about? Um, I don't really want to sound like super judgmental, especially since I haven't seen the film, so I should know better than to be all like, mm. but it seems very weird. I'm talking about the best actress. Oh my God. Best Ooh, actress. From Jared's speed. It's those <laughs> cookies. They're yeah. going to be dry mouth. Okay. Uh, best actress in a supporting role. It's very interesting to see a Borat film being nominated nominated for an Oscar. (laughs) My God, maybe I don't deserve to talk about this. Being nominated for an Oscar. Like, I don't know, seeing that, like, just seems so out of place. Well, guess what? The last one was nominated as well for similar categories. Yeah, it it seems so Mm -hmm. strange, but it's whatever. It's whatever. Uh, as you know, for anything, uh, Chloe Zhao, like, okay, I want, I want everyone out there to think about all the directors that have like major favorite movies that, you know, all the well-known directors and then tell me how many of them are female, like female directors have a very, very small portion in the film industry. And it really sucks because a lot of them are really good. And a lot of them just 
do not get the credit that they deserve. And so to see one, especially being nominated for an Oscar for her first film is a really big deal, especially for someone who wants to be a director like myself, like seeing that is absolutely insane. And so I, I hope this helps clear a better paveway for future female directors, letting them know that it can be done and to really not give up. Cause that is, that's just a huge thing. Yeah. First time that we've had two female directors be in this best, best director category. So um, I just hope that we keep chugging along with these, with these, you know, award shows and, and making them, forcing them into the position of actually supporting, you know, people of color, supporting women, you know, supporting marginalized communities and kind of really amplifying their voice and their place in the industry. Um, Cause that's the only way that it's going to start to look different, you know, and start to be more representative of the people actually making the movies, you know, not just white old men. And I love Mank, but that's such a safe pick for best picture. That's like, that's such a safe bet. And like, it's so sad to see because you had some really like amazing movies that were, you know, released this year. Like, um, like what you can't even do sound of metal. Like, you know, like just like, why does it always have to be a movie about Hollywood that like, yes, it, it was done really well. David Fincher. Great. Great. I love, I love David Fincher. I love Mank, whatever. But I'm just saying, like, it's such a safe bet. So please, 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 yeah. don't let it be Mank. <laughs> That's all I've got to say. Don't let it be Mank. If it's Mank, we've we've got at least another 10 years to go, it feels like, before things actually change. Um, yeah. But that's really, like, all... Um, the rest of it's pretty pretty self-explanatory on like what got nominated um there were a lot of you know films in the best animated uh, feature category that that were kind of questionable from what i hear but of course i didn't watch a lot of the animated movies so and normally the oscars does like nominate things that you're like like when they nominated boss baby and you're like what like why um and so like the anime Okay, did you watch Boss Baby though? No. It's so stinking cute. Like I, I mean, I I, I would go as far Bad. as to say it's Bad, Linda. Oh, come on. What's wrong with Boss Baby? It's adorable. I thought it was cute, guys. I thought it was very charming and adorable, but apparently Jared just wants to live in his little cynical bubble over here. I am a cynic. Yeah. Most yeah. days I am. Um, all right. Well, that kind of wraps up the nomination. Uh, I'm sure we'll be back because there's going to be some ish that goes down at the Oscars. So in about a month. Um, <laughs> wait, that's wait. Hold on. That's because that's on its hold up. That's on a Sunday. The Oscars. Damn it. Hmm. Well, okay, we'll figure that out. We'll talk about it either the week of the 25th in April or the first week of May. Uh, so that's when you're going to hear our Oscar conversation. So stay tuned for that in the future. Um, with all that down and out of the way, we've got a great movie to go review for you all. So give us just a little bit. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some killer pants.
Dem Pants Be Thirsty. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our website, theburrreviews.com. If you like indie movies, or blockbuster movies, and anything in between, really, on our site you'll find podcasts, movie reviews, opinion articles, and more content that covers all types of cinema. But we especially love a good horror movie here at The Borough. If you're looking for a review of your latest project, we got you covered. Simply search theburrreviews.com in your web browser and you'll find us. As a company residing in Nebraska, we know just how hard it can be to get your message out to the world, and we're here to help. Find our contact page on our website and fill out the form. You'll also find a list of submission guidelines on the page. And while not every submission will be accepted, mainly due to time restrictions, it is always worth a shot. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to the site now and check it out. The Borough Reviews, your movie refuge. Welcome back from the break, everyone. We are now going to get into our review of Slacks, um, which just had its premiere on Shudder over the past week. Um, Slacks is a short little horror satire. It is sitting at about an hour and 17 minutes. And Slacks, um, the the synomery is what I was going to say. The summary reads, um, when a possessed pair of jeans begin to kill the staff of a trendy clothing store, it is up to Libby, an idealistic young sales clerk, to stop the bloody rampage. Ready. Hi there. And you are? Libby. You are here for the new collection turnaround. This is such an important night for us. A lot of people have been very keen to get their eyes on it. Jeans that automatically adapt to your body size. The Super Shapers! I want you to know I will do whatever it takes to make sure things go as scheduled. Oh my God, I'm so like totally excited. I could just die. (laughs) Should, Should we call the police? We can't. We're in lockdown. What if there's a killer out there? Are you afraid there's a killer out there? Yeah! Get ready. For slacks. Okay, so we know two things. It loves Bollywood music. And it has a bindi on its forehead. Slacks. Small price to pay for an awesome ass. Um, Slacks is directed by Elsa Kephart and was also written by Elsa Kephart. And it stars uh, Romaine um, Dennis, or Denis, I don't know, however you want to say that. Uh, Brett Donahue. Um, Sahar Bujani and Kenny Wong, along with other people, Jessica Hill, um, Stephen Bulgarit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Linda. You want first, me to start? No, the, the, the first okay. scene that, that we get with, with the killer pair of pants. Um, ooh. I was like, okay, maybe I was like, okay, okay. It just, it cut her it cut her in half fine fine and then like um 
By the way, this is spoiler heavy. So if you don't want to oh, know anything about honestly, this movie, we cannot talk about this movie if it's not spoiler heavy because shit happens. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we got to talk about it. So here's your one warning. Um, spoiler warning. Spoiler review for Slacks on Shutter. Yes. Uh, when what what's who what's the character that dies? Is that uh, um, Gemma? Gem. Yeah. So <laughs> Gemma's like, I'm going to take these pair of jeans and I'm going to go try them on, you know, before the launch date of, because so let me set the stage. You have this girl who's really excited to work at this clothing store because they're eco-friendly. They're socially conscious. You know, you have gay manager, you like whatever, whatever. I think he's gay anyway. He might not be, but uh, he definitely seems like he's gay. <laughs> uh, so just saying, but um you know, and so you have this like trendy company and she's super excited to work for him, but it seems like complete hell. It's they control your every move and they wear these little like, um, what would you call them? Like, uh, earpieces. Yeah. They're like earpieces, yeah. but it's, uh, um, that's how they communicate. And each one, each like retail associate has their own place in the store, depending on what color it is. So you have, you know, your aquas and your greens and everyone's designated their own little position, um, but there's a thing called Madness Mondays or Monday Madness, something Monday like that, Madness. where I guess they have huge like sales and stuff. And so which is weird for a Monday. But I know. And also, do you me. just keep that on the door? Like even when it's Tuesday, do you have Monday Madness on there? Like what's going on? Like or do you just put up the vinyl <laughs> when, you know, it's Sunday okay. night? I am like 90% sure that this takes place in Canada yeah. since it was funded in Canada. All the actors are from Canada. The director's from Canada. Maybe that's just how they do things in Canada. Could be. I don't know. Um, but um, so you have uh, this new girl, Libby, who comes into the scene and she's like super excited to work at the store. Manager, you know, big deal. They're releasing these new pair of jeans and it's supposed to be their form fitting. So they have thermal technology that like makes the pants like fit to your body shape. So and they're I think unisex. So and anyone they're unisex. Can, yeah, yes. anyone can wear them. So they're gender inclusive. Um, and also, like, I think the line was five pounds under, five pounds over. Do you remember that? When when the ad was playing, it was like five pounds under, five pounds over something about the jeans. I don't remember what it was now, uh, but I do remember that. Um, but anyway, it was just uh, mentioning how they were form fitting and unisex, and you know, so oh look at this company like breaking all the barriers. You know, they have gay manager shit. and like yeah, socially friendly, um, environmentally conscious, and mm. uh, she starts to go work for this store, but she quickly, very quickly, actually realizes that it's not what she had expected. She doesn't get her employee discount, but she's supposed to be wearing the season's clothes. And apparently she was like, yeah, I just got this shirt a month ago. It's from here. And they were like, uh, no, three seasons ago was like two weeks ago. Like you have to, so you have to keep buying things basically as an employee. And, uh, and it's mandatory too. Like you have to, you're forced to. Um, so it's kind of satirical. It's a little over the top. Uh, and, that's kind of setting the stage for what's to come. But yeah, the, the pair of pants releases. And the first shot that we get of the pants, the pants do a, this thing. For those of you watching the video, like I'll show you this and then I'll explain it a little bit. But the pants, you know, they're laying on the shelf like this. And then and then eventually what happens is they they come up like this. like, And they come up like that. And, and they look. 
and they look because someone was just <laughs> someone was just in the back warehouse. Um, so the pants are like looking like, hmm, I've got some people to kill. I just can't do. And right then, right then, when that happened, when the pants looked up from the shelf, I was like, oh, okay, like, we're just going full in. And like, yeah, it was like a little funny. But then I was like, they can't really go anywhere with this, right? No, they go everywhere. Everywhere they want to go, they go. Um, So <laughs> let's talk about, I guess let's start with the kills, Linda. Um, For a horror movie, for killer pants, it's very bloody, actually. It's very bloody. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> it's it's super bloody, which honestly, with horror comedies, they always go over the top with gore, which is fine. That's totally fine. Um, however, when it comes to possessed objects, it's very rare if I've ever seen a movie where that possessed object after killing someone proceeds to clean up its own currency. Especially oh my pair God. of pants. He, he hit a body. The pair of pants hit a body in the bathroom cupboard and then used itself, you know, shimming on the floor. <laughs> and, you know, just shimming on the floor like this, cleaning up the blood. It, it's a very responsible pair of pants. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even seen serial killers do that much diligence with their own murders. Okay, look. And then it was the slurping noises. It was like <laughs> And I'm like, oh my god, like what am I watching? And then and then it just gets the worse. Growling the growling noises? It's like yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. I just Oh my god. It just it's it's so weird. <laughs> Like okay, this thing it'll it'll kill people. Clean up the crime scene, make its little slurpy noises. Uh, it doesn't even just drink. It showed multiple different ways that a pant pair of pants can kill someone. You know, so props for creativity. It wasn't just the same thing. Let's see, we've got uh, slicing someone in half by you know shrinking in size. Um, it turned into a dog. A pair of pantular dog uh where it like bit both of this guy's hands off and then bit at its throat and slit it um i'm i'm guessing that was the work of the zippers those mm. seem pretty teeth like but it, it growled like a like a dog um and it also strangled a lady it strangled a youtube icon uh so rip uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, there was that ending where there were somehow multiple pants that ganged up on a man and disintegrated him. Ate That's like the mummy off. thing. So we were yeah, talking about I, this yeah. and it reminds me of the bugs from the first mummy, like with Brendan Fraser. So not the that first, scene, but that scene scared the shit out of me as a kid. I know, but, and the bugs just like run over him. And then when they all like dissipate, mm -hmm. you know, you just see his like, just basically flesh has been eaten completely and that's basically what happened here with the main manager dude um also what a dumb way to kill that that one character by like that oh i was like okay i really? do not like, fully understand the man the manager was like low-key freaking psycho yeah and i think it was their way was of going Craig. over the top with like super clingy like retail managers yeah 
Which, well, it was. I but, get it. <laughs> but Trudy literally just stood there and took it. Like, she just stood there and got stabbed. And I'm like, now what purpose did that serve? Well, first of all, same, but... That, you know, that, that there's, death... There's stuff she had to do. That death and then uh, subsequently Libby's death were two deaths that I just were... It was underwhelming. Right? Like, did With you Libby's, get that? It was unnecessary. Oh, like, it was... Oh, I heard I the get, thud and I was like, are you serious? Like... Okay, so like, what happens? Let's, yeah. Let's set the stage here because before Linda explains it... So what's going on right now is we then discover that it's not just one pair of pants. This girl fell into <laughs> the cotton picking machine, basically. And and when she fell into it, it killed her. She was 13. Her name was uh, Kirit. And uh, and so conveniently, Shruti, uh, that character, is Indian. And she is able to speak with the pair of pants. And then we discover that it's not just one one pair of those pants, it's multiple. So then you have multiple pairs of pants running around in this store. Um, it reminds me, it's almost like a. I get zombie vibes from the end of it because you're trying to like tiptoe around and you're watching like the pants like walk around this warehouse and like people are trying to avoid them and <laughs> and then um and then uh. And then, yeah, no, so we're, so what happened was the pair of pants were supposed to be put on display the night before Monday. So the day before Monday um, at, at midnight, um, the store was going into lockdown so that they could put out these pants and then open back up, you know, for, for the grand opening on Monday. And by the time we reach the end of this movie, we're inching closer to 8 a.m., like we're almost at 8 a.m. There are people outside waiting for these pants. They're so excited about these pants. And um, basically the pants have taken over the whole entire the whole entire store, really. All of the associates are dead, except for Libby at this point. Like, and Libby's talking to Kirat and she's like, Look, we we don't have to do this. You know, by the way, Kirat, the pair of pants, that's thirteen year old girl. So let's just keep that in mind. This is a 13-year-old girl who is mad. That's pissed because she's dead. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because the whole the whole thing of the company was we don't use sweatshops, no sweatshops, we're not making children work, and then, ah, guess what? The we con's, are. like, organic, and so, yeah. like, not only is this, like, like, she was working on an experimental cotton farm, first of all, second of all, she was 13, so it's child labor. Yeah. So kind of a nightmare and Libby's talking to the pants and she's like, you know, you don't have to do this. Like you, you're a better person than this. You can just, you know, you can just not do this and then let people live their lives. And the pants have this look, it's like this for those of you watching, it's like a quick, like head, head whip. It's like a, no. And then, and then, (laughs) and then the doors open up and, now the imagery that I did like is the is Libby like holding the door, trying to like stop all the people from coming in, right? Like she's like, nope, like don't, please don't, and um, they just shove her down and kill her anyway because they want the pair of pants. Consumerism. I, mean, I, I get it. She's thirteen years old. I mean, when I was that age, I too wanted to see the world burn. I just apparently didn't have the right pants for it. Didn't have the right pair of pants. So- <laughs> So, but God, her death was so because okay. First of all, who thinks that they can hold off a swarm 
of Karen's by just holding the door shut. Like, she should have known, like, this shit ain't gonna work. I should probably go hide. Mm. But instead, she just stood there. Like, <sighs> your death could have been avoided if you had just gotten out of the way. Yeah, that's all you had to do. Just get out or of the way. Or at least and then reset leave. the alarm. You could have just oh, hit by the, the way, lock thing again. Really? You care about all these people that you just met enough to where you know that the store is about to go into lockdown and you have the option to leave before you get locked in there with the pants and you don't leave? I'm sorry, but if I just started a place and I knew no one there, and I'm not going I... to I'm not going to go search around for people. I am leaving. I am leaving. They could have also tripped the alarm to contact the police. I mean, even the the police couldn't stop a pair of possessed pants. They could have at least like gotten away to like get into the store so you could escape. There are certain ways around things. But, oh my god, I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it so bad. The, uh, the pants, they dance. They dance to Bollywood music. <laughs> yeah. There are two scenes where, this, where these pair of pants start dancing when they hear Bollywood music. <laughs> like, it's just, did you see the end credits where they show you how they did that? <laughs> Yeah. So there's one scene. It's one of those like funny scenes where like one character is like in the middle of this crime scene, but just doesn't notice because they have like earbuds in. They're distracted. So there's uh, what's her name again? Trudy. Trudy. Yeah. <clears throat> Trudy is like listening to music with her headphones on. And it's Bollywood music. So she starts singing to it behind <laughs> these pants. They just start, you know, just, you know, dancing, dancing, walking around, dancing. And it's just, why? 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 Why did you do that? Why Why did you make these pants do that? And then there's a second scene where they, where her and Libby lock themselves in the manager Craig's office. And they're they're trying to figure out where these pants went. And so they decide to hook up Shruti's music player into the speakers, start playing Bollywood music again. And then in the dark, uh, in the dark spot of this hallway, you just see, this is like probably the scariest scene in this movie. It is. It's it honestly is. It really horrifying. Is. Like I literally just had a nightmare about last night. So I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? It was horrifying. It was a mannequin dancing in this dark hallway. It was the creepiest thing ever. It was just this mannequin. It just starts dancing, walking around the hallway. It looked like a Goosebumps episode a little bit. It did. But it was horrifying. It was like, okay, so, you know, didn't know I had to be terrified of fucking mannequins, (laughs) but I guess I will be now. But, oh, my God, it was just insane. <clears throat> and then it took a dead lady's hand, ripped off the finger, and started using the button to write and communicate on the wall. It was just, it was a very, I didn't hate it. I respect it. <laughs> Honestly. That's about where I'm at. I, I'm it like, made for a fun night, mm-hmm. and it was really funny. Like, it just, the, it just, it's so, it's so off the wall. That like you can't help but laugh at it. Like it's that's insane. Yeah, like, I kid you not. And and then what was it? The so yeah, you have that one scene where the pan 
the pants like come up and like look off the shelf. But then there's another scene with the pants and like I'm trying to remember what it was exactly, but it's just the looks that the pants gives. Like you can I don't know how you can tell what the pant what the pant is feeling, but you can. You just feel the bad energy off the pants. And you're like, who? Those I, pants don't have good vibes. No, they don't. No, no good vibes here. Um, so, Slacks, let's talk about the rating. Because the people on Rotten Tomatoes, the critics, have given this a 100% out of 45 <laughs> reviews. <laughs> and then the audience score is at a 43%. Now, don't tell me your score, but which one are you closer to? Are you closer to the critics or are you closer to the audience? <clears throat> Okay, uh, realistically, I would be closer to the audience, but I do not agree with how low they are. I just know that I definitely wouldn't have given it 100%, but (laughs) it's definitely a lot higher than the audience rating. I feel like their their rating's a little unfair. Mm -hmm. My rating is also closer to the audience, but not that close. Um, Not close at all, actually. I'm I'm like in the seven range really like really i that's that's about where i am i i respect it there were just some some story decisions and some script issues that like i thought could have been hashed out a little bit more um it was such a short movie and i don't know maybe maybe it was that maybe i just didn't get enough time to really it didn't have enough time to develop any of the characters which yeah there are gonna be some my biggest issue like they wanted us to root for libby but it's hard i don't want to because you don't know her no i was rooting i care about her i was rooting for shruti more she had more of a personality like she felt more like real as a character than libby did libby was your very typical as a retail worker you mean yeah yeah that too i don't want to fucking be here yeah that too uh but yeah no it's um there and obviously like with horror movies you know you're not going to get time with everyone but i feel like especially the characters that last into the second half of this movie like we could have had a little bit more with them and you know maybe flesh out some of their their character traits a little bit more have more interaction between them because we get these really shallow interactions between all these characters and you don't really like learn a whole lot about them you know and and so it's I get that we're supposed to be kind of rooting for the pair of pants, but uh, I don't know. I still want to kind of like the characters a little bit. But uh, no, we have a cabin in the woods ending here. It's like, uh, oh shit, the pants are now unleashed on the earth. Um, so that was cool. Anyway, yeah. Once the people like, you know, push themselves in, knock Libby down, she hits her head and is bleeding out, and it's just utter chaos with the pants. The pants are killing everyone. Um, yeah, and that's kind of where we end. So, I don't know. It was fun. It was fun. It was. I I really don't regret watching it. I think it was hilarious and ridiculous. Some movies really try to take themselves too seriously. Some movies, like, really just do not care or try. This movie knew exactly what it was, and it, it just went with it. And honestly, I, I think it paid off. Like, I would... <laughs> would actually recommend this to people like it's insane you should probably go watch it and i just thinking about it it's just yeah it's just it's ridiculous and i i'm i'm actually kind of digging it so yeah yeah i i'd probably give it a seven and a half out of ten like i just 
It's so funny. Like, I feel like it's something to watch when you're, like, BSing with friends or something. Oh, totally. Or, you know, when you're just, like, looking for something to watch. Just, mm-hmm. just watch Slacks. Shudder has a lot of those movies. I, I really appreciate what Shudder does. Um, just because they're... They give so much leeway for just unique storytelling um, like this or, you know, like some of the other stuff that we've watched uh, with the exception of Random Acts of Violence. Um, This somehow beats Random Acts of Violence all to hell. I mean, it's not really hard to do, but comparatively with the things that we've watched on Shudder, I think this and like Host are like, you know, top tier, like really good solid horror movies, host especially, but this too. I mean, Random Acts of Violence, it was boring, it was slow, wasn't even scary, it wasn't even funny, and you know it wasn't supposed to be anyways. It just, it didn't give you anything to actually want to sit through and watch the whole thing. Yeah, and this did. This did. It did. It was fun. I was Um, definitely not bored at any point during that movie. Me either, me either. Um... So that is our review of Slacks. Check it out right now on Shutter if you haven't. It's a quick watch. Like I said, it's only an hour and like 17 minutes. So like you can get through this in one sitting. It's a breeze. Host was fairly short too. Yeah, Host was only like 58 minutes, I think. Um, I think these movies are just kind of like, you know, trying not to let anything yeah. lag, which I actually really appreciate. It yeah, shows too. that you don't need it to be long. You don't well, need it to be too detailed in order for it to be decent. Host, like, you have a good sense of those characters. Like, I don't, I don't, I believe every single one of the characters in Host, which is awesome for a movie that's only 58 minutes long. Here, we have a little bit more time with them, but they feel shallow. So, like, that's, yeah, that's really what's, like, stopping this movie is some of the script issues with, like, flushing out the actual characters and progressing the story in a, in a, I guess, in a more consistent way. Because it felt very, like, all over the place at times. But, um, yep, that is our Slacks review. So check it out right now on Shutter if you haven't. We are going to take one more quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to tell you a little bit about what is streaming um, this week for you. So we'll be right back. I'm sure you know by now, but we have our own YouTube channel. There, we upload video reviews of the latest television shows or movies and stream gaming content weekly. We have a goal to reach 100 subscribers by the end of the year. Right now, we are about 12 subscribers away from reaching that goal. And it would mean everything to the team here to be able to accomplish this goal. Simply search the Burr Reviews in YouTube search bar to find us. Make sure to not only subscribe if you like the content, but to give the video a thumbs up and ring the bell to make sure you receive notifications of when we upload or go live. The Burr Reviews, your movie refuge. Welcome back from the break, everyone. So let me tell you a little bit about what is streaming this week. Uh, So you have Operation Varsity Blues, the college admission scandal on Netflix. Um, It rocked the world in 2019, I must say. We're still talking about it every now and again. Um, But it's a documentary movie that kind of follows the dramatic reenactment. Um, And it stars actor Matthew Modine as scammer Rick Singer. And again, that's on Netflix. So if you want to kind of check out like um, some reenactments of the college admission scandal, I guess go watch that on Netflix. Uh, you have The Falcon and Winter Soldier, obviously on Disney Plus. Um, it follows Sam Wilson, 
uh, who has been tapped to replace retiring Captain America and his not quite rival Bucky Barnes. Um, so if you like those two characters from the MCU, I have a feeling you're going to like that. You have Generation on HBO Max. Decider says this Gen C high school series is teeming with tension and promise. Um, Generations co-creator Zelda Barnes actually is just 19 years old. She began writing the screenplay two years ago when she was 17 uh, with help from her mentor, uh, Lena Dunham, who also serves as the executive producer. And you can find that Generation series on HBO Max. And then we also have Time on Amazon Prime. Released late last year, but enjoying a new wave of attention following a Best Documentary Feature Oscar nomination, Time is an intimate portrait of a woman's love and resilience while her husband and the father of her children is incarcerated. Um, So, very timely story there. Uh, Definitely, like, I I do remember hearing about it last year, and I just didn't get around to watching it. Um, But I did, however, watch the pilot for Generation, because I was, I really like Euphoria. We all know, and you like Euphoria. Everyone likes Euphoria, and so I watched Generation, the first episode, and I gotta say, I don't like it. Oh, I don't like it. What is it about it that you don't like? Um, the writing. Yeah. Yeah, it's the writing. Um, It's a little too cliched and like on the nose. I mean, it literally feels like a boomer wrote it, even though, you know, the person who created the series is only 19 currently. It, I don't know, it feels too, you know, like when a person's trying really, oh, look at how young these people are. Let me make them, you know, talk about this, this and that. And like everything that you think that they would talk about in the first episode um, is what they talk about. You know, like we cover like a pregnancy, we cover, I mean, it's just, it's a little too like on the nose and I get that euphoria kind of does the same thing, but there's so much nuance and so much breadth in terms of like what the series of euphoria is actually doing. This feels like it's trying to mimic it, but trying to be a little bit more edgy while it's at it. And like, do you I think uh, Zelda's just kind of struggling to find her voice? I yeah. mean, she is still really young, yeah. still just a kid. Yeah, so. I, I don't agree with Decider at all that it's has promise. Maybe it does. I, you know, I must say I only got... No, I got all the way through the episode. It's a shorter episode. Um, I couldn't even remember the end for a minute there. That tells you how much I liked it. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I don't really recommend that. So if you have to watch something, maybe check out the college admission scandal on Netflix or time on Amazon Prime. And then, of course, Falcon and Winter Soldier, if you're a big MCU stan. Um, do you have any plans to watch anything this weekend or on your break? Um, well, during my break... I don't know if I'm going to be able to watch much TV, uh, just because we have a lot of stuff planned to do. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll get around to watching the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, see if it's something I like. I think the thing that's holding me back is the fact that I really have no interest in either Sam Wilson or Bucky Barnes. I know Bucky Barnes is a favorite, and I know that's a very unpopular opinion, but if I'm going to be 100% honest on here, I before this show was made, I 
did not care about either of those two at all. Wow. Like, I'm sorry. I, I just really never put any thought into either of you two. <laughs> so. Wow. Guess now I'll have to. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I kind of felt the same. Uh, by the way, it's 50 minutes long. Um, oh, God. Because they're doing, they're doing six episodes that are, that are longer. Uh, there is some really interesting plot material that I think it's, you know, without giving too much away, Bucky is dealing with his past as the Winter Soldier. Like, there are things in the first episode that, like you're like, oh god! Like he lives with this trauma of doing all of these horrible things, and like, yeah, he has to reconcile with that. It's it's it definitely is a lot more grounded than Wandavision. Wandavision felt completely unique, and this one feels definitely, definitely more like an MCU project. But at the same time, it feels a lot like if you like like the Winter Soldier, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Like I feel like you're gonna like this this show a lot. It is it is kind of violent. I must say it was very, I mean, people were dying left and right. And I was like, oh God, like, yeah, I know. I know. I was shocked. Bucky at one point stabbed someone in the throat. Like, I was like, what is going on? Like, this is (laughs) is a little bit ultra violent for MCU, but okay. Um, I guess they're getting bold after they snapped everyone to dust. (laughs) I think that's kind of what's going on. But uh, yeah, I don't have any plans either. It doesn't look like too much has happened in this week in terms of content. So like I said, I got to just focus on getting my music video done and shot this week. So it's going to be my main focus. Have fun with that. I, I know you've been super Stressing. stoked. Yeah. <laughs> Stressing. I was going to use the word super stoked, but you, you just want to. St- okay. Yeah. Yeah. You've been. Stoked. I'm stoked too. Stoked. I'm yeah. stoked too. But stoked and stressed. The two S's. Um, well, I think that about covers it here on the Into the Bro podcast for this week. So make sure to check out our Patreon page, our YouTube page. Go follow us on all of the social medias. We've had a couple applications sent in for, for more people that want to write and or create videos. So we've got that going for us. So you might see some new faces here pretty soon, which is quite exciting. Um, make sure to go over and follow us on Twitch. We'll be back to streaming this week. Our computer was down basically for the whole week the wi-fi card was completely shot so i had to go get that fixed um i had to go diagnose the problem and then i got and then i installed it so yeah no the computer problem that was a whole other story this week that we didn't get into i kid you not i was stressing it all week about it because i was like oh my god i have to stream oh my god i have to stream and then i wasn't streaming so um and I didn't let her, she was going to post some videos of me like fixing the computer, but then I was so mad when I was fixing it that she was like, I'm not going to, I'm not. <laughs> I was like, yeah, please don't because I'm highly irritable because it was, it was pissing me off. But anyway. Oh, I, I know how irritable you can get. Yeah. I would just, yeah. 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 I don't have an anger problem. It sounds like I have an anger problem. I really don't. I really don't. Why are you okay, laughing like Jared. that? I don't have an anger problem. No, he 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 really. He I have really a stress does. problem. It's just when he gets stress stressed, he just kind of he, he just yeah he implodes. Yeah. yeah, and it's not like a like an outburst. It's more of just like a very irritable. Like you say the wrong word to me, and I'm gonna like I'm you know. Anyway, yeah, that's all that I have time for to talk about as far as the computer goes. So um, 
yeah if oh by the way like if anyone wants to recommend you know um upgrades to my computer i've upgraded the ram i've upgraded the ssd i was looking at maybe potentially upgrading the gpu next so uh let me know like your recommendations if you have any down in the comments below um but yeah go follow us everywhere thank you so much linda for joining us uh we're not going to be here next week so this is going to be the last episode that you'll have of march but don't worry we'll be back april 5th and we are going to talk about whatever happens during this like two-week lull. So take care, everyone. Get your vaccine. Stay safe and healthy. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.